0: Welcome to this podcast. Doesn't exist. Beep, 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 beep. We're
1: two best friends who like to talk about stuff. Ding.
0: All the stuff,
1: <laughs> the spooky stuff, and the history stuff, and definitely some Everest stuff. Titanic, two, Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> this right. is a musical. We don't have to pronounce the way that they are, because pronouncing things is overrated. And
0: sometimes really hard. <laughs> so go to our website, get our bingo card. At this podcast doesn't exist.com.com <laughs> <Dot> <laughs> <laughs> I figured I needed to say it in a regular tone of voice.
1: <laughs> what do you mean you can't absorb <laughs> information like this?
0: This is the musical episode. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I feel like with our improv skills, it would be very short
1: (laughs) and very difficult. No, it would just be very modern in that nothing would rhyme except by accident.
0: Like we'd somehow end up in a rhyme and both go... (gasps) Play cool, play cool. Play Play it off. (laughs) Keep going, keep going. Well, hello. Welcome. We hope that you're enjoying this because we are at least I am. Are you? Yeah. Yeah? Great.
1: <laughs> Welcome to This Podcast Doesn't Exist After Dark, but it's <laughs> way darker than it usually is. And by darker, I mean the weather and possibly the subject matter. I don't know because I'm not hosting this one today. <laughs>
0: well, and I'm also having a can of rum punch. <laughs> so it's real after dark. Shannon has her usual tea because it's, it's cold. Half. Oh,
1: good. Because I, I want to be able to sleep when I get home. That's fair. At whatever hour that is. At whatever is. hour you end up And <laughs> I journey through a thunderstorm back to Virginia. The tea is hot. Spicy. It's not spicy. This isn't chai. Spicy. I'm going to name a cat that. Spicy? Yeah. And then when they're like, you mean spicy? I'm like, no. No. Don't speak about my son that way. <laughs> I meant Spicy.
0: spell it S-P-Y space C-H-I. Spy (laughs) Chi. But he's actually like the
1: chillest cat. Like not spicy at all. Not spicy at all. We love that. Love it. So. Fa, me righto. mm,
0: I held up on my promise of this one being a listener suggestion. Mm -hmm. So this was not just one listener that suggested this. Multiple Mm -hmm. people have said Emma, please do this.
1: Can I interject? Can we tell them what happened last night? Oh,
0: yes. So Shannon texted me. I'm halfway through my research, and Shannon texts me, what what's your vibe? What's we do the this usual? sometimes yeah.
1: when we're recording what we thought was multiple in a row. Yeah,
0: too late. We're not
1: gonna record Janice um, <laughs> tonight, but it's fine. But what? Do, or or not even necessarily then. But we just we like to check in and be like, what kind of like category is yeah. it? Because we like to you know we like to space them out. Yeah. But also when we think we're recording the same day, we want to be sure we're not doing the same topic as each other. Without telling each other what topic we're doing. Yeah.
0: So Shannon texts me, you know, what's your basic topic, and then she texts. Then it potentially was overlapping. Yeah. You were like, it's it's this,
1: and I was like, darn it. (laughs) And I and you were like, for
0: a minute, you were like,
1: what, what area, what area, and I I gave an answer. And I was like, oh. I was like, um and I was like, oh, never but mind. Halfway. You have dibs. Like you have dibs. I literally haven't started yet. Yeah. I was so. halfway through
0: it too. I was like, hi. So did. I'm gonna
1: be a little shook if, if it's, it's not the
0: same. Well I don't know. Well, okay. So let's just say that I caved and dove in foot first. Because this is a big one.
1: (laughs) This is not what I was going to do. Oh, I'm
0: so excited (laughs) because today my friends were doing Bigfoot. Boom, 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 boom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We paid extra for the really uh, exclusive sound effect package. (laughs) For the giant feet package. Ooh, I don't like that. big socks big socks socks. huge socks go follow us on tiktok y'all i'm a comedic genius when it comes to stickers you really are
0: you really are (sighs) so for the purposes of this episode i am going to assign bigfoot they them pronouns um just for ease of discussion since we don't know how many of them there are and which have been cited it's just going to be easier make sure that I am giving them a correct name. Sometimes I say creature or figure, or you know, because we don't know. So we don't know how they identify. I would prefer to not assume.
1: Gender fluid Bigfoot. I mean,
0: possibility is there. So let's get in. Chapter one, the monster. The general description of Bigfoot is as follows. Tall. Ranging anywhere from 6 to 15 feet, 1.8 to 4.6 meters, depending on the sighting. Depends
1: how much they wanted to lie on their Tinder profile.
0: (laughs) Muscular. Oh. Hairy. Oh. Some people are into that. I mean, usually described as having red, reddish brown, or dark brown hair covering their entire body. I mean, I do love a ginger. I mean. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Bipedal, walks on two feet, not switching between two and four for any reason. They look more human than animal in the face, often described as having the face of a man and the body of a gorilla. Most sightings occur at night, and so they might be nocturnal and are almost always sighted alone, and so they might be a solitary creature. Hmm. They are omnivores, eating everything from berries and leaves to fish. And of course... Enormous feet that leave behind footprints as large as 24 inches, 610 millimeters long, and 8 inches, 200 millimeters wide. Some footprint casts also have claw marks. Other descriptions include broad shoulders, no visible neck. Jay Alexander (laughs) from
1: America's Next Top Model is
0: furious. Long arms. Glowing yellow or red eyes. Shannon is becoming <laughs> Bigfoot as we speak.
1: <laughs> Performance art. Y'all are really missing out. Yeah. Tell us to get a Patreon.
0: <laughs> and uh, Smelly, which Michael Rugg, owner of the Bigfoot Discovery Museum in North- Northern California, says, quote, Imagine a skunk that had rolled around in dead animals and had hung around the garbage pits. End quote.
1: Definitely swiping right. Yeah. Goodbye.
0: So not exactly what most people would swipe right on. No. But if you can get past the barefoot thing and the smell, they sound like a good cuddle at the very least.
1: I mean, I yes.
0: Um, at this point, friends, Emma spent 30 minutes not doing her research and instead making a very real bumble profile for Bigfoot. <laughs> Emma. Emma. <laughs> I had to explain to Terry. I like looked up and I was like, I have to explain to you did what I'm you doing. Did you download the app? Yes, I did. <laughs> so here's harry oh my gosh his name is harry ignore the fact that there's a photo of me in there i had to verify it in order for you to see it <laughs> i'm it. it's currently live too so
1: i don't know if anyone's swiping right on Please. harry <laughs> emma you have to keep this li- you have to keep it live this is forget People won't send us the heart farts. This is the new heart fart.
0: If you message with people. I'm honestly very proud. Would you like to read some of the prompts out? Would you like me to instead? <laughs> yes, the one picture of me with the thumbs up. Oh my god. Oh
1: no. I'm sorry, this is an auditory nightmare, but I am. <sighs> okay, hold on. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I really love the review by a friend. Yes. So the, the review from a friend is, quote, They're real sweet, though not that sweet-smelling. Jeff. I think you need changes to say Jeff the Monk.
0: Oh, I should, yes. <laughs> I, I, did, I did know that I was only going to be showing it to face you. Face reveal.
1: <laughs> oh, no, this is going on the Instagram. We're going to screen video record
0: this. <laughs> i need to change the picture of myself because i took it last night and it's very dark and gross but that's perfect <laughs> Wait, but now that bigfoot. you have it do you maybe you don't have to keep the i photo i, I of do yourself. have to keep it because technically um, the photos of our friend bigfoot are licensed and so i'm not supposed to be using them and it got flagged a couple times so we'll um, see how long it actually stays up
1: okay well you better record this i know interests bouldering
0: gardening
1: Camping, staycations, and hiking trips. <laughs> oh man. Go follow us on Instagram at this podcast doesn't exist, no apostrophe, uh, to view the full thing because I'm
0: really proud of it. <laughs>
1: if it would if it didn't cost money, I would say you would need to like uh suitcase mode <laughs> to Which like is? the Pacific Northwest.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> to see if you get more matches.
0: I'm, I'm just deceased. I'm very proud. Also, I need to note that their job is cryptid mascot at the Environmental Advocacy uh, Corporation. Love that. So, can I read the bio at the very least? Sure. They say. I'm a really shy being just looking for someone to share a quiet life with or at the very least a conversation that doesn't involve a camera or excessive heavy breathing. I'm very private but very loyal once I let you in. I love hiking and climbing so hope that you do too.
1: I, I hope that people don't report this profile because I feel like if I encounter that on my dating apps, I'd be like, this is delightful. Yeah. I don't understand it, but I appreciate it.
0: Um, and also I couldn't go higher than 7'3 for the, <laughs> for the height. Jeez, the sizest so, fumble. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly.
1: Well, you said between six and 15 feet.
0: So yeah. So it's that's about. That's fair. Yeah. It's somewhere around there. So.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> what a delight. We're recording this on your birthday, but yep. you gave me a gift. You're welcome. How considerate consider it. I'm so you. generous.
0: <laughs> All right, so we're back. Chapter two, the myth. So Bigfoot and stories of them have been around for ages all over the world under different names. But today I'm going to specifically talk about the North American Bigfoot, also known as Sasquatch. According to anthropologist, David Dayling, Legends of the creature are found in multiple indigenous cultures across North America with tales of forest dwelling hair covered creatures. The name Sasquatch comes from a story told to Charles Hill Tout in 1898 by Chief Michelle of the Nalakapamu tribe in Lytton, British Columbia. The chief told Charles of this quote wild man who was known to the tribe as Seksha, or Sasquatch. Which roughly translates to wild man or wild beast, or you know, somewhere around there. There is a site called Painted Rock in Central California on the Tool River Indian Reservation that has petroglyphs, which are images made by cutting into a rock surface, that were created by a tribe of Yokuts around 500 to 1,000 years ago. The locals call one image the family, and the largest of the family depicted is called the hairy man. And I'll show it to you later, but it truly is just like little uh, figures that have like their arms down that are very large. It basically looks like a Yeti, a person, and then a Bigfoot all together, like just hanging out. And it's really cute.
1: My ideal family dynamic.
0: (laughs) The one that you want to marry into, and you could swipe right on Harry on Bumble to achieve (laughs) In the 16th century, Spanish explorers and Mexican settlers around California said that large creatures stalked their camps at night, calling them Los Vigilantes Oscuros, or the Dark Watchers. President Theodore Roosevelt wrote in his 1893 book, The Wilderness Hunter, a story he was told by an elderly mountain man named Bowman. His story detailed a really smelly creature who walked on two legs and ransacked the beaver trapping camp he and his companion had set up near the Idaho-Montana border, had stalked them, and later got violent and broke his companion's neck, killing him. Roosevelt said that the man appeared fearful while telling the story, but, quote, the trapper's folkloric German ancestry, end quote, was probably influencing his storytelling.
1: All right, Teddy. Right?
0: <laughs> it's a little racist. <laughs> Whatever. But I just, unexpected celebrity mention. Like, I love it. Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Reverend Elkanah Walker was a Protestant missionary who was living near Spokane, Washington in 1840. He wrote about the giants that natives had told him about who lived on and around the nearby mountain peaks, stealing fish from nets in local rivers. However... Bigfoot, as they are more commonly known now, didn't become a household name until 1958. Jerry Crew, who was working in Humboldt County, California, as a logging bulldozer operator, found a large set of human-like footprints in the mud of the Six Rivers National Forest, where he and his crew were working. These footprints were 16 inches long. When Jerry told his co-workers, some claimed to have seen similar tracks on other job sites in the area and also noted that once there was an oil drum that weighed about 450 pounds, 200 kilograms, that was moved with no explanation as to how. Eventually, the logging crew began calling this mysterious creature Bigfoot. I mean, we
1: love it. This great. straightforward makes sense. Yep. Branding at, on point.
0: Yep. Jerry initially thought that someone was pranking the crew, but after seeing these prints multiple times around the job site, he eventually contacted reporter Andrew Gonzoli of the Humboldt Times. Gonzoli interviewed the lumber workers and wrote a few articles about Bigfoot in the area, which matched local tales of large, hairy, wild men. Yeah. Just casual. Casual. A plaster cast was made of one of the footprints found, and Jerry Crew was pictured on the front page of the Humboldt Times on October 6, 1958, holding one of these casts. Other major media outlets began to reach out to Gonzoli about Bigfoot, including both the New York and Los Angeles Times, and thus the term Bigfoot became a household name as the story spread around the country and other sightings and legends came in. There's a pretty iconic photo of Bigfoot that we all know and love that actually is a still from a short docu-film. But let me start at the beginning. On Friday, October 20th, 1967, friends Roger Patterson and Robert Bob Gimlin were riding horses upstream along the east bank of Bluff Creek where they were camping in the Six Rivers National Forest where the footprints were discovered by Jerry Crew. So we're in the same area. Bluff
1: Creek, you say? Love.
0: Do 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 do.
1: As in lie To blame. <laughs> <laughs> to blame. Are you confused? You lame.
0: <laughs> you need to watch The Princess Bride. It's so good. Where
1: have you been? In the woods
0: chasing Bigfoot? I have come to steal your souls. Love him. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Sometime between one fifteen and one forty p.m., they, quote, came to an overturned tree with a large root system at a turn in the creek, almost as high as a room, end quote. So just a huge upturned tree and all the root. Like, if you've ever gone hiking, there's, it's pretty common that, like, they'll, if they're, especially if they're dead, they'll just fall out of the ground, basically. They went around it and, quote, there was a log jam, a crow's nest, left over from the flood of 64, end quote. A log jam is a bunch of logs blocking a river, which is basically, it basically ends up being a dam. Once they made it around the log jam, both spotted a figure almost at the same time. It was either, quote, crouching beside the creek to their left, end quote, or, quote, standing, end quote, there on the opposite bank. Bob Gimlin later said he was basically in shock after first seeing the figure. Both men later described the figure as tall, Patterson saying six feet, six inches to seven feet, and Gimlin saying about six feet, as well as covered in hair that was short and either, quote, silvery brown, dark reddish brown, or black, end quote, which is all very different colors. They also said it had very prominent, breasts and so they assumed it was female <laughs> i want to know what they mean by prominent <laughs> yeah like was know. it a nipple situation or was it or the, was it like their large pecs
1: or like were the were the chesticles not hairy and that made them mm, prominent like, maybe to stand out maybe i don't
0: know um nor I or do i nope i don't know they nicknamed it Patty after Patterson, the man who was also there. I know it's, I know that's a little rude. It is <laughs> Patterson still on his horse. When he spotted the creature was spurred into action. When the horse finally saw the creature and reared Patterson says he spent 20 seconds extricating himself from the saddle and controlling his horse and then grabbing his camera from the saddle bag, which is very quick. He told Gimlin to cover him with the gun should the creature charge, while Patterson charged the figure while shooting footage. Gimlin had his gun out, but didn't point it at the creature. The figure had walked away about 120 feet 37 meters, before Patterson had a chance to run after them and so the resulting film is shaky until Patterson was about 80 feet (24 meters) from the figure. As soon as Patterson is that close, the figure looks over their shoulder at him, and Patterson later said that the expression on their face was one of, quote, contempt and disgust, end quote. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> Excuse you? Don't look at my prominent breasts. <laughs> All of a sudden, just an arm goes across. <laughs> Excuse you. Excuse you. Steady footage of the creature walking with their signature gait goes until the famous frame... 352, that we've all probably seen. It's that one where Bigfoot has their arms outstretched, they're looking over their shoulder, there's some, you know, river and uh, trees and shrubs in the way. But we've A all... shrubbery. A shrubbery! Another film that everyone needs to see. Patterson said that it turned around probably about three times to look at him. The creature eventually got too deep into the trees for Patterson to film anymore. Gimlin remounted his horse and followed the creature a little bit until it finally disappeared around a bend in the road about 300 yards, 270 meters away. The pair went back to their horses, who had fled in the opposite direction because they knew it was good for them, (laughs) Bye. to get more film to then find the tracks of the creature, eventually losing its trail in the heavy undergrowth of the woods. They took video and plaster casts of both the left and right prints that they had found. The men raced to Willow Creek, a nearby town, around 6.30 p.m. to get their car and drive to Eureka to ship the film where it could be developed as quickly as possible. Once the film was shipped, they headed back to their camp in Bluff Creek, but stopped at the ranger station around 9 p.m. to call the Times-Standard newspaper in Eureka to relate the encounter he and Gimlin just had. They got back to their campsite around midnight and had planned to do some more investigating the next day, but the next morning, heavy rain made the investigation impossible. Mm. The pair decided it was best to leave before their way out was washed away by the rain. The film was developed and delivered within a few days of the sighting, and Patterson did everything he could to get the word out. This encounter, paired with the footprints found 10 years before in the same area, set Bigfoot on the path to be the cryptid icon they are today. Amen. The next year, in 1968, the frozen corpse of a hair-covered hominoid that was about 5 feet 11 inches was part of a traveling exhibition through the U.S. that claimed that it was killed by hunters in Minnesota. There was another story that it was killed by U.S. soldiers in Vietnam during the war. Regardless, the creature was dubbed the Minnesota Iceman and was touted as the missing link between humans and primates, what many were claiming to see in the woods as Bigfoot. Other encounters include one from 1927 that is referred to as the Battle of Ape Canyon, where miners were attacked by large-haired, hairy, I said haired, large-haired, he had one large hair. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> it's like thumbies or whatever they were.
1: I'm <laughs> picturing cousin Thumb it. Thumbs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they were attacked by large hairy ape men that threw rocks on their roof from a cliff after one of the miners shot one with a rifle. So
1: miners like not coal. children. Yes,
0: not okay, children. I, not, children E-R, not children. Not children.
1: Not O R. Correct. Got it. Correct. Look, I was like. Okay, so the children are camping. Wait, they have a roof? What's happening? Oh,
0: I see what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I will say, if I ever need to refer to minors uh, with the O version in anything, I'll probably end up referring to them as the youths. The youths. In 1971, a family in Folk, Arkansas reported a large hairy creature that started a woman after reaching through a window. Which, terrifying, can you imagine? Sitting next to an open window and something just reaches out and grabs your pie from in front of you (laughs) with a hairy arm.
1: More reasons. uh, Maybe the only reason to be thankful that I have allergies. I don't open my windows (laughs) because I will die. I mean,
0: and it has happened to me, but it's just been my dad, so. Oh.
1: (laughs) It was large. Hair my
0: my my poor father <laughs> the is. The bone covered. shaman is is big foot. I mean the bone shaman is covered in hair, but he's also my height, so
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Maybe they they exiled him. Potentially. They were like
0: He's not Get out of here. He's not tall enough. You're not hairy enough. You're not tall enough. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> The New York Times presented a story from Albert Ostman in 1974, who was a Canadian prospector. He said that he was kidnapped and held captive by a family of Bigfoot for six days in 1924 in British Columbia.
1: Oh, that makes more sense. I was like, the 1970s, there were still prospectors?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, potentially, I don't know. It was also Canadian, so I'm like, there's probably a lot of Canada that is unexplored.
1: Okay, so he was prospecting in the 1920s, and he was allegedly kidnapped by a family of... Bigfoot. Bigfeet? Bigfeets? Bigfoots? Mm, I'm not sure. Meese? Moose?
0: Moise? I don't like that moise. You did it to yourself. The Hulu docuseries Sasquatch from 2021 featured marijuana farmers telling stories about Bigfoot sightings and encounters that included Bigfoot's harassing and killing people from the 1970s to the 1990s, specifically one alleged murder of three migrant workers in 1993. Oh no. I know. I'm sorry I'm laughing. I'm laughing at your reaction to marijuana farmers.
1: (laughs) No, I, I just like, I feel like I saw the trailer for this. So you talking about it has brought it back. Did, have you watched it? No, I oh, I was I going to say, I, we share a Hulu account. I know. And I haven't seen anything, but I've been deep in scandal for the last week. So yeah.
0: I do. I do genuinely really want to watch it. These stories, however, have been attributed to illegal drug operations using Bigfoot mm-hmm. lore to scare away any kind of competition, and the murder and missing persons are potential human action.
1: That's probably more likely. Which is really sad, but
0: yeah. I mean, Occam's razor. Shall we present the simplest solution is usually the answer. People are trash. Yeah. And chapter three, the legend. The monster, the myth, the legend. Oh. Makes me happy. Thank you. Thank you. I told Terry that. He was like, good job. I was like, correct. Thank you. Correct. Thank you. (laughs) That was after I told him that I was joining Bumble, but for very specific reasons. And <laughs> He was like, okay. I
1: want one of his friends to be like, uh, Terry, I don't know how to tell you this, but I saw your wife on the dating app, but it was a really weird profile. I don't know what she's into. And he's like, but... no,
0: it's, it's fine. It's for, it's for the podcast. You, you should, should listen, listen to <laughs> her podcast.
1: He would. He's he would. Like, he's a real one. He's like, oh, terry this i'm speaking directly to you i meant to say this earlier tonight when we were eating pizza we have to collab on the use of hashtags on twitter i think that could be a helpful addition to our programming let's talk about it There we go xoxo your wife's wife <laughs> gossip girl. <laughs> gossip goyal. <girl. laughs> We're funny. We're, we're hilarious. Put that on the merch. We're
0: funny. <laughs> Quote Emma and Shannon. <laughs> it's, it's so dumb, but I think it's so funny.
1: All right. Proving our point. Carry on. I listen to our podcast and I have a hoot and a holler.
0: I mean, that's really what we're here for.
1: Especially when they're older episodes and I've forgotten everything. Oh,
0: I can't tell you how many times I've listened to the Sally House episode just to hear you screaming. It's hilarious. <laughs> It's so funny, because when you start to talk about the three-toed sloth, (laughs) and then the sloth slashes upon the men, it's so funny. See, I want to say that's one of
1: the episodes maybe I haven't listened to, because (laughs) I don't really remember what's happening. It's so good. So if you, like me, are also confused, be sure to go to (laughs) com. subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Re-listen to some episodes. I that, mean, yeah. No one
0: says you can't listen more than once. I mean, I, I really enjoy the Sally House one. You Mostly enjoy the sounds
1: love. of my screams. You are funny. This when... is where, out of context, you are, you are it's really suspect. Oh, super In suspect. In a court of law, this you is ades- not going to go well you for you. You
0: understand what I'm saying.
1: Do I? <laughs> you Your <don't>. Honor?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Do I? <laughs> From beyond the grave. Do I? <laughs> okay, so the legend chapter three there were many other encounters in ensuing years from either individuals or groups camping or hiking specifically in the pacific northwest there is a map that pinpoints every bigfoot sighting in the u.s and most of them are collected in northern california oregon or washington and it's actually the map is kind of hilarious because it really is like one section of the pacific northwest and then like dotted elsewhere <laughs> like like vermont yeah, there's Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania's a huge place, Bennington, apparently. Bennington, Vermont. Yeah, the Bennington Triangle. Anyone? No, <laughs> oh, I like that remix. Thanks. <laughs> Multiple Bigfoot shows and groups developed, including Searching for Bigfoot Incorporated who were, unfortunately, the perpetrators of multiple Bigfoot hoaxes, Mm. including one where, in 2014, a man named Rick Dyer claimed to have shot Bigfoot and was wanting to take the body on a tour of the U.S. No. Yeah. Turns out the hairy body was made of latex and camel hair, Dyer made $60,000 on the tour of the fake body and fessed up in a Facebook post, but said that he did have the real body, he was just afraid of taking it on tour and having it stolen.
1: Yeah. Mr. Dyer. Yeah. You find yourself in some dire
0: straits. Truly. Is that the case? Yes, Your Honor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm bailing out of this bit. I mean, it's fine. I was halfway in. I need a, I need, we need like a bucket sound effect. That's us bailing out of the bit.
0: It's just the concertina.
1: It's so full of water from Alcatraz.
0: <laughs> Other shows like Finding Bigfoot take the search a little more seriously. They mimic Bigfoot calls, which sound like high coyote screams, in an effort to entice Bigfoot to come to them. Honestly, some of the funniest television I have ever seen in my life is a man, large man, standing in the woods by, by himself with just a camera on him, screeching into the night, maybe. thinking Bigfoot's going to come waltzing up going, hey, you ready to party?
1: I mean, maybe Bigfoot's outside my house.
0: Not a oh, fox. Oh, not a fox. That's what the
1: screaming is. Mm.
0: Just in that tiny patch of woods, one gigantic Bigfoot.
1: <laughs> it, there's a lot of weeds and stuff back there. I, I don't mean, know. he
0: just, he just lay down and, like, be subsumed into the into the undergrowth.
1: <laughs> he has, like, an underground cavern.
0: Ooh, I'm liking this.
1: If he could calm down, that'd be... They. If they could calm down. That's that'd fair. be excellent, because... Inevitably. It's always right when I'm brushing my teeth about to go to sleep. And then it's just like "Ah, ah." and I'm like, I too am single. You don't hear me screaming about it in the streets at night. Maybe
0: you need to. Maybe you need to start doing that. (laughs) Might a Bigfoot might come strolling on up. Hey, you ready to party? No. (laughs) Put on some socks. Would so. you like to be on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Even after almost fourteen seasons, they never did live up to the name. Fourteen seasons. Yes. If I, I, I saw that one place. Like I checked to see how many years.
1: I'm gonna use this as one of those examples, <laughs> of like, don't give up on your dreams. <laughs> truly, because if they can make fourteen seasons, truly of. What is it? Finding Bigfoot. Finding Bigfoot, and never living up to the name. And like, how many seasons of Zach Bagan's Ghost Adventures? Uh, Like
0: twenty-six now,
1: I think. And people troll me for watching forty seasons of Survivor. Oh, I do not troll. You are
0: you are fully within your right. But like,
1: so just if you want to write television or make television,
0: you can. You truly can. You can. You want to write something? Go for it. it. I yeah, create that content that you've been craving. Shoot for the stars, babes. We you'll, all
1: believe in you. You'll
0: get there. <laughs> movies like Harry and the Hendersons paint Bigfoot in a wonderful light. They're a sweet creature who are just happy to be there and curious about the world that they don't know yet. Oh. It is one of my favorite movies. Laws and ordinances exist in mostly the state of Washington to protect Bigfoot from being harmed or killed. There's Sasquatch protection areas in multiple counties. I love that. Isn't that great? In 2021, however, Representative Justin Humphrey of Oklahoma proposed an official Bigfoot hunting season to boost tourism, with the state offering a $3 million bounty if Bigfoot is captured alive and unharmed.
1: Okay, yeah. so we have we that, got, yeah. we have that, but we don't believe in a woman's right to her own body. Okay, Oklahoma. Yeah. It is not a beautiful morning. I No, goodbye. It's, yeah.
0: Goodbye. The Chamber of Commerce for Willow Creek, California has hosted the Bigfoot Days, D-A-Z-E, since the 1960s, with events like the Bigfoot Howl competition and costume contests
1: amazing put it on the calendar i
0: want to go so
1: bad let's go uh
0: the act of searching for or researching bigfoot is referred to as squatching and if you are doing this you are a squatcher wow so i'm officially a squatcher you guys squatcher congratulations i would like a patch i was gonna be like sarah
1: can you make her a shirt (laughs) i would like i would like something that shows this
0: and was like i'm a squatcher
1: instead of like it's the fbi jacket but instead of fbi in yellow it's just a squatcher Squatcher. or just like squatch
0: squatch yeah i love it i'm on the squatch squad squatch squad
1: that's the name of our tv show i'm in
0: love graphic novel we'll see i am in love bigfoot has become an icon for environmentalists who take the elusivity of the creature to be a bastion for leaving no trace in the natural world. Which I love. Another unexpected celebrity mention. Jane Goodall, the primatologist, has been asked for her opinion. Um, from a This is from a interview in 2002 on the creature. And she said, quote, Well, now you will be amazed when I tell you that I'm not sure that they exist. End quote. Adding, Quote, I'm a romantic, so I always wanted them to exist. She's apparently read all accounts about Bigfoot, and while she is befuddled as to the lack of physical evidence, she's still enamored with the idea that they are real. But she doesn't necessarily believe fully. But the the... fact that someone felt the need to ask Jane Goodall, yo, is Bigfoot real? And she was like, I "I mean, maybe? We Um, don't
1: know definitively that they don't exist which is i
0: think essentially i mean that's that's the basic science question of like well we don't have proof that it doesn't like the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence basically
1: wow that's deep
0: thanks all right so let's hop into some theories foot first feet first i know i just like just one foot one foot foot. (laughs) we're playing hot scotch put your right foot in take your right foot out so our number one theory Bigfoot is real, and roaming around the Pacific Northwest. Case closed. All done. There are some kinks in this story, however. Remember Jerry Crew, which hilarious name, by the way. Jerry Crew, J Crew. The whole time, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh my gosh, <laughs> J Crew. <laughs> So Jerry Crew and the prints that were found in the forest of Humboldt County, California, we remember that part. Well, in 2002, the family of one of Crew's co-workers, Ray Wallace, who had recently passed away, said that their father had been the one to secretly make the large footprints around the logging sites to mess with his co-workers. They produced the large carved wooden feet he used to make the tracks, and they matched perfectly. Mm. Even with this admission, though, Humboldt County is still considered by some to be the quote, Bigfoot capital of the world. End quote. But what about that film with Patterson and Gimlin? Those those two buddies? Well, their timeline is a at little bluff creep. Their timeline's a little funky, and their stories are a little funky. Especially with the speed at which the film was developed. At that time. The film they had would have had to have been developed on a $6,000 machine, which would require the film to be shipped to a facility, which they did, processed, packaged, and shipped back. It would not have been as fast as it was within, like, the four or five days that he had it done. It would have taken, like, a couple of weeks. Mm. and. Patterson had been obsessed with the idea of Bigfoot for a very long time and had taken trips to Hollywood just before the encounter was filmed, leading some to believe that it was a hoax with Mm. the help of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. The film itself is highly scrutinized, and the men's stories, because they don't necessarily match up even though they were both there at the same time, allegedly. But to this day, the film isn't proven to be a fake, just assumed to be, as it Mm -hmm. provides no supportive scientific data to prove that Bigfoot is real.
1: I mean, if I were going to film a fake Bigfoot, very Taylor Swift of them to do right? it,
0: bluff, creep, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, what about the Minnesota Iceman? Well, it was concluded to be a hoax. The figure was built from latex in a Hollywood prop studio. Mm. The figure is now an exhibit in Austin, Texas's Museum of the Weird. And I want to go see it so bad. Ooh. I know. Our second theory. Bigfoot is really something else that is mistaken for the wild man. Mm. The potential that the creature has been sighted is actually and is actually misidentified is pretty high as the sightings are never up close mm. are almost always at night or at dusk or they are characterized by the deeds done and things left behind not necessarily a eye-to-eye sighting. Mm-hmm. The first possibility is bears as american black bears are common to the region most of the sightings happen in that section of the pacific northwest when they are seen from a distance they can be misconstrued misconstrued as something larger than they are these bears have also been recorded standing or walking upright usually due to an injury on their forepaws or legs Mm -hmm. yeah when upright these bears fit within the height range of the reported bigfoot encounters so they're, they get pretty, pretty tall. Like, they can hit, I think, like, almost eight and a half feet was one of them, and that's super tall.
1: That's terrifying. Yeah.
0: Another misidentification could be escaped apes. These primates could have escaped from zoos, private owners, or circuses. One particular primate called the skunk ape shares a resemblance to most of the sightings and could survive in the lower southeastern United States quite well as they are subtropical. Not necessarily the Pacific Northwest, where most Mm. of these sightings happen. Mm. And third, humans could also be the culprits of misidentified Bigfoots. This has led to accidental shootings more (gasps) often than not. It's happened quite a few times, actually. People! I know. In 2017, a shamanist made a suit of animal fur and went vacationing in a North Carolina forest. And the Bigfoot sightings flooded in as he hiked around (laughs) The police department warned everyone, do not shoot, as it could be someone in a fur suit, and they were right. You could not pay
1: me <laughs> enough money in North Carolina? I know! Are you kidding me?
0: I know! Uh-uh. No. Mm-mm. Ridiculous.
1: Mm-mm.
0: There's also the possibility that feral humans or hermits could have attributed to these sightings, I hate that phrase. <laughs> Feral humans? No. Uh-uh. Like the girl that was raised by wolves? Oh, that fascinates me.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry. I really freaked you out. That gave
0: me the ick. So... <laughs> so hard. I'm so sorry. Um, well, the hermit portion of that especially happened after the Vietnam War. <laughs> and veterans deciding to Mm -hmm. live in the forest instead of suburbia, mostly because, yeah, Mm they had extreme PTSD. The forests were now familiar to them and were thought of as, like, you know, this is, I know where to hide, basically. Mm -hmm. I'm not Mm -hmm. exposed. And, you know, taking care of our veterans is also something America's not great at doing. Moving on. Humans are trash. Yay! Another possibility is that we are just seeing what we want to see. So there is a phenomena called pareidolia, which may explain the sightings. This phenomena is the tendency to see human-like faces and figures within the natural environment.
1: Ah, oh, like Virgin
0: Mary on toast. Yeah, exactly. Poor quality photos and videos that show alleged Bigfoots are often attributed to this and are usually referred to as, quote, blobsquatch, end quote, <laughs> which I love the phrase, blob squatch. <laughs> talk about an amazing blog for a sasquatch like <laughs> group blob squatch blob squatch
1: my follow up question have supposed sightings on like video and photo have they declined as like as the iphone camera has gotten better have we had less you know what i mean like higher picture quality does that equal less supposed sightings well
0: as of 2019 there have been more than 10,000 eyewitness accounts of Bigfoot in the U.S. in the last 50 years according to live science or live science sorry but like I don't know where that percentage sits like I don't know where the Mm -hmm. accumulation is so like my guess is that the majority of them are from like the earliest portion of that 50 years right. and then it kind of peters out but even as recently as like 2019 there have been reports of mm. bigfoot that have been like hi this is real this we found him and people will have like blurry photos or whatever
1: and y'all on dating apps are all trying to say the hiking is one of your favorite things to do no i'm an indoor cat (laughs) i i read
0: about mountains i do not go climb them Mm -mm. so i i didn't write this i didn't write this one down but there's also a theory that bigfoot is an interdimensional being what which is why there haven't been tons of sightings that we can't find any clear evidence that you know foot prints will disappear or not appear at all so like they're just hopping through little dimensional portals the multiverse exactly
1: we talked about that with bennington
0: Yeah, so they could hop from the pacific northwest to bennington triangle knock over a coach and then scooch on back to oregon wow yeah so we may never know If Bigfoot is out there.
1: I hope to never know. Like, Like, I hope to never have an encounter. Yet the legend lived on. The legend, man. The legend. The ledge. An absolute ledge. The
0: man. The myth. The ledge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, and I, I appreciate that you kept it to the North American. Yes.
0: There's so many iterations.
1: Because... The Yeti. Yeti. Might, you A cuz.
0: Just like Bigfoot has cousins all over the world. Or not Bigfoot. Just like Big Bird has cousins all over the world. Bigfoot does too. (laughs) Ah. Wow. (laughs) Bigfoot and Big Bird. Same. (laughs)
1: Same. (laughs) Have you ever seen them in the same room?
0: I mean, well, I guess Snuffleupagus doesn't count. (gasps)
1: I'm I'm a number one Snuffleupagus.
0: Love them, Stan. Yeah. Yeah.
1: My number one, Elmo, too much.
0: I my mom was convinced because I, guys, here's a little insight into um, me and who I was as a child and still continue to be mostly chaos um, demon. I uh, failed cotillion mm. slash refused to go back, um, so they failed me and were like, mm, "You're not gonna do this." So cotillion
1: so dropout, no okay. big white
0: dress for you.
1: You don't know which spoon to use when
0: you eat soup. <laughs> Carry on. That was so good. <laughs> Thank you. But yes, so I, I failed cotillion and my manners were not great, especially when it came to like table manners. And so my mom would joke that, oh, you're gonna end up taking Elmo to prom, and I am so angry that I did not do this because I didn't have a date for my first, for my junior prom, and oh. I did not find an Elmo to take with me. I'm still angry at myself for not doing that because that joke was had been made my entire life of like, oh, only Elmo would be you know willing to go on a date with you, and I'm like, wow, wow, <laughs>
1: wow, well. When time travel becomes accessible to the masses. I'll go back. You'll go back and, like, stick it in your purse. Yep.
0: He'll pop out for the the photo. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But that being said, the reason I said that was because I loved Elmo as a kid, and so that was, like, the whole, like, trajectory of, like, only Elmo, Mm. because you love Elmo. So, I was an Elmo stan for a very long time. I understand he's a lot, but we have a very similar vibe. You do, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> which makes me Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> I put up with
1: you. I'm like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> You're here again. <laughs> Wait, what was the what was the elbow thing that was going around on TikTok? Sammy vinegar. That's a big word for elbow.
0: I don't think I can do my elbow voice. <laughs> <laughs> Balsamic vinegar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, all right. Well, thank you for teaching us about Bigfoot.
0: You're welcome. Non-binary icon. I mean, I love them. They make me so happy. Um, if I do end up actually being able to keep the bumble open, I hope so. Uh, if you if you want, hop on over to the D.C. area. Bigfoot's around. They're, they're hanging. <laughs> I will only respond, what is it on Craigslist? Serious, uh, inquiries, inqu- only. serious inquiries only.
1: I really hope someone messages you. I mean, oh I'm gonna ch- my wait a gosh. I am going to check right now. Yeah. Because well, it's currently live. I hope. Oh my goodness. If I still had a Bumble open, I would, I would swipe.
0: Oh, it's because I haven't swiped on Oh, that. you
1: haven't swiped on anyone. You just have to swipe from- <laughs> Swipe right on everybody. This is
0: terrifying, though, now. I feel like I am genuinely trolling people, though. I don't want she to tell looks you. She scary. That. I'm not going to.
1: <laughs> You're like, I'm only really going to swipe on people that look nice. Um,
0: Scott, 65.
1: <laughs> oh, because you don't have anything nope. turned on. Nope.
0: All right, Emma. This is out. terrifying.
1: Yeah, welcome to being You're single. You're gonna do this for
0: me, and then I'm going to respond to the messages. Okay? Oh my
1: goodness! All right. Well, speaking of messages, you know what it's <gasps> time for.
0: Mailbag moment. All right, so Elmo. High.
1: All right, Elmo, drop the track. It's a big word, for Elmo.
0: I can't. I didn't even do it. is a big word for That's Elmo. That's a big word for Elmo. There you go. Drop the track, Elmo. <laughs>
1: We're back for another mailbag moment.
0: Mailbag moment,
1: in which we abandon our chaotic personas <laughs> <laughs> and enter into NPR verse.
0: What were our names? Susan and Veronica. I don't. <laughs> know. something
1: like that. I reinvent myself all the time. Irene. What if I talked like this all the time? I I don't think I'd be able to hang. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. Ten years of friendship. (laughs) Gone in a snap. Dissolves into dust. Oh, no! (laughs) Dissolves into dust. (laughs) I panicked. All right. So this email Mm. comes to us Mm. from Mm. Ruth. (gasps) And the subject line is, an ongoing investigation into the frostbite haunting. What? Part the first. Ruth. Hello, friends. Hi. I am writing in to document my experiences in a house that I've been pet-sitting at for the past few months. Oh
0: my gosh, Ruth, no.
1: To keep things more momentary for mailbag moments, I'll divide up the happenings into multiple emails. Oh my god. This email came to us on April
0: 23rd. Ruth, uh, they're probably waiting for us to read it. (laughs) Get it together.
1: Also, because, as the title suggests, this is an ongoing all caps. Investigation. <laughs> also, da dot, 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 for the drama. Hey! Are you yeah. the drama? I'm, are you? Are you? I'll start at the beginning. For the uninformed, I work as a pet sitter. I've watched an assortment of animals, including chickens, bearded dragons, horses, and a variety of rodents. Wow. But for the most part, I care for cats and dogs. That makes sense. <laughs> My oldest client is a dog named Frost that I've been watching for nearly four years now. Oh, She's part Black Lab and part Chow. Baby. I love her and the five cats who also live with her. I am inserting some photos of her here for the dog tax. Uh, correct. Thank you. Sometime last year, in late spring, early summer, so about this time, eh? Frost's family moved to a different house. Not far, just to a different part of town. The first time my dog sat at this new home was soon after the move, and let me tell you, I was not prepared for what kind of house it was going to be. It was built in the 70s, and looked like it hadn't been remodeled since. Hey, yeah, yeah I, I know that. <laughs> the carpeting and the decor is like something in the gra- in a grandma house, but now there's a family with four young kids living there. And the layout of the house itself, dot dot dot, Makes absolutely no sense. Oh, gosh. I'm not sure if I can do it. (laughs) I'm not sure if I can do its convoluted structure justice in the written word, but it has four levels. The first level has the landing, a bathroom, an office, and a living room. The second floor is a half flight of stairs up. It has a kitchen, dining room, and sitting room. The third floor is another half-flight up and consists of a hallway, three bedrooms, and two bathrooms. This includes the primary bedroom and its bathroom.
0: This is a full-on 70s split level. Then finally,
1: there's the basement. Oh, golly. The stairs lead down into a hallway. At the end of the hall are two rooms. One on the right side and one on the left. This sounds like Allie's house. Do you
0: remember... With the scary... Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Just us. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the left side has normal basement stuff like workbenches and the water heater. The right side has a giant hot tub and a sauna. That's a weird Neither of which seem to work. No. Oh, bummer. In case my description of the house thus far hasn't been enough to surmise this, there are weird vibes there. That's incorrect. And I could feel it from the moment I first walked in. Even the street itself had some discomforting vibes, which is odd because the next street over feels completely normal. Mm -hmm. Quote, it definitely feels haunted, unquote. I told Haley as soon as I could. (laughs) (laughs) The house also didn't have Wi-Fi during my first stay, stay there and the signal in that part of town is awful. So it was hit or miss whether I had any sort of connection to the outside world. Oh, that's terrifying. Haley promptly found the house online to see what of it looked course. like. Of course!
0: Haley's a full on detective.
1: And then they sent back this photoshopped image, which did not help. First, I'm going to show you the dog. Okay. Look at the dog. Oh. My name is Frost. Hi, Frost. Look at her. Be sweet girl. But of course, that's what Haley sent back.
0: <laughs> Haley! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amazing. Um
0: don't worry if y'all room will see in the, it in
1: the graphics i will uh yeah. for this episode i will share it
0: i'll make room okay
1: yes i know it's clearly meant to be goofy but when you're already for, when you're forced to stay in a house that already gives you a hebus jeebus every time you walk inside seeing an image of an actual ghost in the living room even one that's clearly just someone under a white sheet does not help
0: i correct you're wrong you're right
1: But let us fast forward to my first night in that house. Mm -hmm. As I slept on a mattress on the floor in a mostly empty room, I had a dream. In it, I was still lying on the mattress, as if I had never fallen asleep. From the next room over, (laughs) I heard, I could hear, a man moving around. First, I could hear him cough, and then a sneeze. I stayed unmoving, hoping he wouldn't discover I was there. Then, eventually, I heard him leave the room, go downstairs, and let the dog out. I tried to get out of bed to look out the window at them, but every time I tried, my eyes wouldn't open all the way. At some point, he came back inside, and I hid in the closet just as he walked upstairs and checked the room I was in. After he left, I came out and, for some reason, started making my way to the bedroom door, but it was very difficult as my legs refused to work properly. So i drew closer this inflatable thing <laughs> suddenly <laughs> burst to life it reminded me of those noodle people at the car dealerships <laughs>
0: can you imagine sorry can we pause i just want you to visualize this everyone just walking very slowly dreamlike you're confused walking towards the door and all of a sudden a red floaty goes
1: <laughs> well, in front of you it was humanoid but had no legs Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Shannon is gripping the wall. No. I'm glad I'm reading this and not you. Okay. It was humanoid, but had no legs and crawled toward me with its arms. (laughs) Emma is now clutching the wall. Very fast, but not very far. I jumped back and tried to shout at it and the man in the house, but every word I. Every word only came out as a breathy whisper. I continued trying to shout over and over again until I woke myself up. Shaking, I grabbed my phone and texted everything that had just happened to Haley. (laughs) When I finally calmed down, I tried going back to sleep. As I drifted in and out of consciousness, I had two shorter dreams. One was a brief flash of me standing next to the door in the hallway and watching it be pushed open by a mysterious force. No, thank you. The second, the second was that the phone rang and someone left a voicemail that my, quote, brain couldn't understand, quoted material from my documentation of this dream to Haley. After all this, I finally fell into a real sleep with no more disturbing dreams. I have been dog sitting at the same house for many months now and have not had any other dreams like this. However, I have indeed had other strange experiences in waking life. But, unfortunately, this email has grown quite long. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I must hold off. To be
0: continued. Oh, my God. Ruth, send us more. Oh, my. The crawling thing. I I had made it funny. And then you said crawling. Yeah.
1: I was like, oh, okay. Oh, it doesn't have legs. Oh, it's crawling on its arms. Oh,
0: no. No, thank you. That anyway, is disgusting. Only babies are allowed to crawl. And crabs. <laughs> and, the only And things. they have legs. Yeah. I, I,
1: bleh, bleh. So uh, if you would like to shock, awe, frighten, and disturb Freak us. us the heck out. Please send us a heart fart. This podcast doesn't exist. Dot com. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. But you can go to our website. Yeah. This podcast doesn't exist. Dot com. Um, and there's a little write-in button that you can click and it'll it'll direct you right to our little inbox and
0: yeah there's also a link to it in the show notes i'm starting to make sure that it gets yeah. in the show notes too so you don't our link have to in go too bio far on
1: instagram like, yeah we've made it it's easy. everywhere
0: so come talk to us i mean there's so many things you could tell us so many yeah I mean, I do, I do appreciate the creepy ones though, because that was both terrifying and fun. Ooh, ah, uh, I really hope you don't have any more of if those. If you dreams. haven't, if you
1: haven't uh, figured it out, we don't pre-read these. Not at all. These emails, so
0: just like we don't tell each other what our episode is, we do not we pre-read do not. anything.
1: No ma'am. Um, no. Anyway, thanks for coming to our show. We hope it
0: was fun for you my brain just immediately went no you can't continue it it's it you're done she's leaving me hanging i'm sorry we hope that you've had fun with our show but now it's time for us to go anyway we love you and remember this podcast doesn't taste
1: Sorry, didn't mean to make it a creepy laugh in your ear <laughs> on the way out. But sorry. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>